one mistake that we make when it comes to relationships is that we look for someone else to make us happy. You are listening to Relationship Renegade, the show that brings you truths, the hard truths about relationships and the realities. Sometimes they're hard, they're cold, they're raw, but that's what we do. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. And today, I bring you yet another installment on the topic of relationships let's call it that um i hope you're doing well let me just start by saying that hope your relationships are moving in the right direction how about that um maybe you're facing some challenges but it's moving in the right direction um And the right direction can sometimes be apart and it can sometimes be closer together. So this is why I don't judge relationships um, and I don't give any opinions unless you ask um, or pay for them or buy them. I don't know. It's up to you because it's never cut and dry. But uh, relationships... um, they move back and forth, uh, they change. And so wherever, whatever situation you're in, um, I hope it's working out for you. Now, as for today, uh, there's, this is a topic, the, top, the topic that we're going to tackle today. This, this is a topic that I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy having this discussion with people. I enjoy this topic very much. This idea that I'm ready for a relationship, right? And I'm ready for love. And we all want to be ready for love, right? Who who does not want to be ready for that? I don't know anyone who doesn't want it. The only people who don't want love are the ones that are just getting out of a bad situation. And we understand that it's because we're still salty. The wound is still fresh. But under normal circumstances, we all want that. We all want to be in love. We all we want to be buddied with someone else. You know, um, I have a coworker who recently, former coworker, she uh, told me about something called cuffing season. And actually, what is that? Explain that to me. And and as she explained it to me, and for those of you who don't know, you know, it's a time of the year where everybody just wants to be buddied up with someone I said wait a minute I didn't realize there was a name for that like I've been observing that since like middle school but yes it's like we all we want to be a part of a duo okay at least most people want to do it sometimes it's a trio but this ain't that show okay but anyways the idea of being ready for a relationship ready for love is something that we often think about discuss um can't wait for but i'm gonna challenge you today and and this this won't be long and drawn out but i'm just gonna challenge you about just how prepared you are 
right? So consider this like your love preparedness kit, okay? Uh, just like down here in South Florida, every year we got to prepare for hurricanes, flashlights, batteries, generators, you know, gas in your vehicles, whatever the case is. This is something that I want you to hold on to for the next time you think you're ready for love. OK, it's it's just three simple questions and we'll jump into it and, and we'll have a little discussion um, and, and then I'll, I'll leave you be to apply it or not, or just to hold it in your pocket for when that time comes. All right. So the idea that you are ready for love, for a relationship, right? The first thing you want to ask yourself, um, well, the first thing I encourage you to ask yourself is how do I handle rejection? How do I handle rejection? And this is important because when we are in love, in a relationship, we feel as if rejection doesn't happen. It just cannot happen, will not happen, should not happen. And the reality is rejection often happens and it happens harder and deeper, right? We feel that it's, it's, it feels like the worst kinds of rejection, really, when we're in love or in a relationship, because it often comes as a surprise. Now, why is it often a surprise? Well, many times we don't, um, it doesn't look like we expect it. Right. Just just think about some of the small things. And I say small again. I understand that's all uh, subjective, but the seemingly small things that your husband or wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whomever that they've done that have caused you to feel rejected at times. Think about that. For some of you, it may be. um not putting the toilet seat down. Yeah, right? I've told you time and again, I don't like it. And now you're just totally dismissing how I feel about that. You are rejecting my feelings. Someone else, it may be uh, along the same lines. Uh, when you're out, you don't check in, you know, and I worry and you don't care about me. So therefore you're rejecting me. Um, and in other situations, um, it's it's uh, you may cook or prepare a meal. And then the other person does not want to eat. Forget why they don't want to eat. Just the fact that they choose not to eat. You feel slighted. You feel rejected. Right. They may not even be hungry. But you don't care. You're in your feelings. This is a direct rejection of you, right? And there are many, many more situations. I mean, if if you're in bed and you feel like being some uh, being intimate, um, and you know he or she may say, you know what, I gotta be up in a few hours or I'm tired. We take that 
a lot of us, we, we don't do well with that, especially in that, in that moment. How do you handle rejection? Because if you're saying you're ready for love, you also need to say, I'm ready for the rejection. And what I also want to encourage is that when, when I say rejection, it's, it, it often is not a rejection of you, but that's how we experience it. Okay, that therein lies the problem. And because we experience it as a personal attack or rejection, most of you don't handle it very well. Most of you right now listening to this, you turn into some nasty, nasty people. You're just not fun to be around. You, you, I don't know. I don't know who you become. And I've observed this. Yes, I have. I've observed this many times. And these are the very same people who you profess to love. And then because they told you, no, thank you. I'm not thirsty. I'm not hungry. Or maybe I'm tired. Um, whatever it is they told you that made you feel rejected, you just go in for them. Okay. You have to prepare yourself when you are in a relationship to be rejected. Now, another word for that, for rejection, is the word no. Okay, this is a huge topic everywhere, right? Whether you're talking about being more assertive, whether you're talking about establishing boundaries, whatever it is, the word no, we just have a way of just screwing that up. Even when people are, are, are nice and say, no, thank you. You don't even hear that. All that's registering is, I don't want you anymore or I don't care about you. So we got to check that. Okay, that's the first piece. How do you handle rejection? And if you don't handle it very well, really, really explore that. Okay, are you the kind of person who isolates Okay, I'm not hungry, so then you don't cook ever again, right? Some of you take that stuff way too personal. And not even personal, just wrong, just totally wrong, okay? And that affects and really screws up. It mucks up the waters, and it's just, it's a bad situation all around. So examine that. That's the first thing. How do you handle rejection? Number two, Along the same lines, must you always have your way? Must you always have your way? So, and again, you know who you are. There are those of you out there who it's, it's, you heard this, it's my way or the highway. It's your way. Um, the the uh the goal is me 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 right um we want someone to to cater to us and we buy into that and then the expectation is when you are paired up with someone again whether you're married and have exchanged vows or in a committed relationship in our minds somewhere 
somewhere it's kind of turned around to where, you know, it's all about me. I'm going to get everything I want. I'm going to go where I want. He or she is going to give me what I want. It's just me, me, me. And, you know, that that's just downright selfish, number one. But I don't know how we go from wanting to be in a relationship than to just making it all about me. Right? So I want this, so I'm just going to go get it. I have, or you're going to do it for me. Right? People like that, they, they don't play nice. And you know them. You know them. I mean, they're your family. They're your friends. They're your coworkers. They don't play nice. They are no fun to be around with. Um, they, they just don't share. Right? They, 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 they just don't. Um, you may... You may, you may just have like, I don't know, one TV in your house and they hog the TV. They hog it, you know. And in the times that we're living now, it may be that there's just one and you got to learn to share. But no, it's what I want to do. That's not cool. That's not cool, y'all. That, that, and... How does that sustain a relationship where one person is supposed to be catering to the needs of the other exclusively? Hi, we are the Mercier Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I, I, first of all, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you know that. And you know that. And what you're really doing is you're just setting yourself up. You are setting yourself up to be alone. Simple. There's no fancy, uh, clinically versed way of saying that. Right? When you are in a relationship and you make it all about you, it's only a matter of time before you end up single again. And single can mean you're dumped. It can mean you're divorced. Um, you know, somebody went out for milk and never came back. Um, any number of ways. Any number of ways. We have to recognize that the world does not revolve around us when we're in a relationship now now i'm not saying that you can't be an individual okay that's a different conversation for a different episode okay you very much can be an individual but when you are part of a team when you are a couple it can't be all about you and it's to some people, as I'm saying this, it sounds very basic. Like, are you really taking time to real to talk about this? Yes, I have to. I am because it's necessary. Because there are other people who, particularly people who've lived alone. Okay, they've lived alone for so long. 
when it comes time to pair up with someone, it's a foreign concept. Okay? It's a foreign, this idea of sharing and considering uh, someone else's needs and someone else's wants. You don't just wake up one day and know how to do that. Right? And so for those of you listening who are able to do that, great. But don't assume that the people who can't or struggle with that, that they're just selfish and deserve to be alone. Some people genuinely struggle with that. Okay? If you grew up an only child, you may be one that struggles with this. As much as you may want friends and desire to be part of a group, you may struggle with just how to deal with a group. I I watch my kids play all the time. Now, we have three kids here, and sometimes I intentionally set it up so that they have to compromise, right? That's the word. They have to come together and figure it out because it is a vital skill as you age, as you go from childhood, uh, you know, adolescent to teen years to adulthood. You have to know how to do that. Okay, so my kids, they struggle sometimes, but no, they figure it out. There's one TV, three of them. How do we make this work? Okay, so I can't always have my way. Yeah, and sometimes it's going to suck. Yeah, it, it, it's, it won't always be good for you, but that just shows that you are prioritizing the relationship okay so if you grew up as a a single uh, only child or if you've lived alone for 10 years 15 years you've created a routine now if you were divorced and have lived alone for x number of years and now are remarrying or dating again you may have some unlearning to do okay if you work and make your own money and pay your own bills and now you're talking about a joint account okay there's one account and two cards out there what are we doing why does it seem like you're always swiping and when i go to grab lunch i can't even afford there's not even enough money in there for a happy meal right or a a value fry like we have to uh, think about those things, all right? And so that's that's number two. Um, must you always have your way? That's the second question that I am encouraging you to ask yourself. Third question, and, and this is a third and final point that I want to ask, uh, I'm trying to make here is, are you happy by yourself? Are you someone who is happy by yourself? And when I say happy by yourself, I don't mean like just always laughing and, you know, um, just cheesing all the time. But are you generally content with yourself? How sad are you satisfied with you? Okay, and this is important because we... And I say we, the collective we, 
one mistake that we make when it comes to relationships is that we look for someone else to make us happy. We look for someone else to make us feel better, right? And that happy and feel better, you know, can be, you know, validating me, you know, validating uh, my existence, uh, you know, telling me how great I am, how good I look, whatever, whatever it is, okay? That is a big ask okay in general it's huge it's a big ask but it's a big burden to put on a new relationship it is a huge huge burden to put on someone that you may not have known that well okay so you just meet someone you get together you fall in love even if you fall madly in love and it's a few months even a year or so we all have histories, okay? We have histories that have been playing out long before we got in relationships. So this other person may not be able to withstand this burden. The idea that this new person or even this new marriage that you may be in, right? We assume that it can sustain um this this desire of you to have this other person make you happy new marriages really have a hard time sustaining much of anything they're just so fragile and i don't say that as a knock against anybody or newlyweds because i was there i used to be one of them and and we struggled around a lot of areas right there were days I don't even know what we were fighting about, but we just seemed to be arguing about so much just dumb stuff now. But in the moment, you don't know that. You don't know that. You just feel like we just can't quite get it together. Okay? Um, if you're someone who's looking for someone else to make you happy, go to a comedy show. If you're looking for someone else to make you feel good, I mean, just do that. I'm just just go to a show. They'll make you laugh. Um, they might make you cry. They'll make you feel good about yourself. You'll be there, and you'll be in in the ambiance, and 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 then you'll go home. Okay, but your partner husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whomever, I don't think that they're signing up to be a comedian. I don't think they in any way, shape, or form agreed to be um, your entertainment. Uh, now, maybe they have. I don't know. But in most cases, when we get in relationships... We're not signing up to be to be the person to make you happy. Because I tell you this much, and I say this all the time to people, uh, the things that made you happy even three months ago, six months ago, maybe a year ago, right now, they don't. They don't. Right now, 
we're living in a season of of COVID and maybe you're somebody who bought a new car before COVID and you can't even drive that bad boy now. Yeah, it's not making it's not doing a, a whole lot for you right now just sitting in the driveway or the parking lot. Okay. Um, Six months ago, four months, three months ago, whatever the case is, Netflix was, was really doing it for you. But guess what? You're all Netflixed out right now. Most people are. Okay. And so the things that make us happy, make us laugh, they change. They're constantly changing. So how is this person supposed to keep up with that? Like, can you imagine just like what that looks like? That's maddening. That's insanity. Many people, I mean, there are people out there who the thing, they're just, they get bored real easy, real quick. And you know who you are. You can't even sit to watch commercials or watch a, a TV show because you're just clicking, 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 changing channels so fast. How is somebody supposed to keep up with that? They can't keep up with it. They will burn out. They will burn out. Okay? And, you know, then you'll wonder, whoa, you don't care about me, but, you know... You don't care about my feelings. No, that's a load of crap. Okay. You came into the situation with some misguided ideas about what it was about, what a relationship was about, and they just can't take it anymore. Okay. And those situations tend to end really, really bad. All right. So check yourself. Really do. Look to be happy by yourself first, because otherwise you're looking to make someone else really miserable. OK, and if you really need to be happy, yeah, go to a comedy show, right? Hire an entertainer, whichever form of entertainment you're into, but don't look to relationships to make you happy or a partner or a spouse to be that person to make you happy. All right, let's recap. Let's recap. First question. How do you handle rejection? How do you hear? How do you feel? How do you experience the word no? Second question. Must you always have your way? Okay. You say you're ready for love. And yet you're one of these people who... They have to have what they want, when they want it, how they want it. Totally inconsiderate of the other person or other people in general. And lastly, are you someone who is happy, content, satisfied by themselves, with themselves? Okay. Think of those three questions. And, and hold on to them as your uh, love preparedness kit, like I said. Um, and then after doing that, you're then better uh, prepared for, um, 
You're better ready for love. You're prepared for that relationship that you've been waiting for. Okay? Guys, that is our show for today. It's a quick one, easy one, hopefully easy to digest. If you found value uh, in this episode, please, we really appreciate a review on iTunes. Or just, you know, send it to a friend, share it with a colleague, uh, because it helps the numbers. It really, really does. We are over 10,000 downloads, um, and I couldn't be more excited. I could not be more excited, and that is all thanks to you who listen and share. Uh, And the last thing I'll add, if you are in one of these relationships and you're trying to maintain, trying to change it, um, call us, email us, Instagram me, whatever the case is, because right now we're doing love checks for $99, right? And that's when you say that you heard it here. So it's not hopeless, right? We're hopeful and uh, we can help you with that. So that's our show. I thank you for joining me. I thank you for listening and uh, spending part of your day with me. Um, I look forward to having you back um, for our weekend edition. I really hope you're enjoying the weekend editions because I know I am. But also to come back for our regular Wednesdays. Thank you for listening. Take care and come back for another installment of uh, Relationship Renegades. Bye now.